1: yo what's up welcome to kind of funny games daily for wednesday september 6 2023 i'm one of your hosts blessing A jr joining me is the nitro
2: rifle andy cortez we're all robot-y again oh like from the get-go uh, apparently that's yeah. so fucking fun right I'm, before- so i'm just gonna say we need to hello. fix this computer hello captain andy that's what bosco that's really says to me
1: oh that's really what's funny is that like right before uh, barrett started the show he was like yeah we're tra- testing this new intro thing that kevin built I was like, everything's in the studio about to blow up. <laughs>
3: no, oh, the robot
1: thing is, I
3: don't know, there's something wrong. So, like, uh, to give some back uh, background, right, we, you know, from 20, Control's computer, they left we, IGN. we stream from Control's computer, which is where I'm at, to Station One, which is where Kevin is usually at during the gameplay streams, and then that computer is the th- uh, computer that actually sends out to both Twitch and YouTube. For whatever reason for the last couple uh, weeks, the signal is getting messed up or maybe it's like too much like uh, video ram that the that computer's using. Something's going on with that computer.
1: So we got to we got to figure figure it out.
3: We'll figure VRAM, it.
2: We'll VRAM it. issues, bless. I mean, it's always the VRAM. If I had a nickel.
1: God, I wish I knew what that meant. Mm. VRAM. What does that stand for? Video RAM. Fuck, I knew it was going to be video. It's the it's video it's the RAM, it's the RAM on your
2: memory. GPU. As opposed to the RAM that you put in your machine, those little slot sticks. Mm-hmm. Like, you get the super high-end NVIDIA GPU, and it has, like, I don't know, uh, 16 gigs of VRAM. Yeah. Or 15. if you get the little shittier card, it has, like, you know, 6 gigs. Or Can I, I
1: tell you how much like. I'm enjoying my foray into PC gaming now? Let me
2: hear it. Let just me just, hear it. Yeah. I would love to hear it this. It started
1: off with Baldur's Gate 3. Let right? me get Where a like, cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing that made me install my the uh, NVIDIA that you gave me, what,
2: like, two years ago yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's just been sit- sitting around my house. I had a 3080
2: dusting. that I took to Blessing, or I gave to Blessing... Like maybe right near the start of the pandemic, yeah, around the time when we thought we were coming back, probably.
1: Yeah, and it was one of those things where it's like, all right, we've been working from home for a little bit. Take this, like this, will help you out when from just PC gaming and doing all that shit. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. I'll install this when I need to. I just never felt like I needed to because I was like already I was using a Radeon, which isn't bad or whatever, right? Like it's a fine GPU. But I never got to playing a game where I'm like, oh, yeah, let me go in and take this thing apart. And so once I started Baldur's Gate 3, I was like, all right, now's the time. I'm going to hit up. I think I my hit you The time is first. now. Uh, uh, yeah, I hit you up first and I was like, yo, I need an SSD. Like, well, how do I expand my storage in the right way? You told me to hit up Kevin. I hit up Kevin. Kevin helped me out with the SSD. I then uh, busted out the GPU. And like, when I, it took me like two days to take this thing apart and figure out, like, how building a pc
2: works i thought kevin was gonna do this for you did it? By no your... i did it by myself yeah
1: yeah because i was like you know what i'm not gonna bother kevin i think it was a busy week uh so i sat down i took that shit apart i did have to take pictures and send pictures back and forth sure. with kevin to figure all that shit out yeah. because like i guess pcs are different for like where you put in the ssd and all that stuff and i needed a special connector for the
2: ssd yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: um so i did all that i sat down started playing baldur's gate three fantastic time playing on PC versus actually playing on my Steam Deck because obviously it looked better, but also it just felt better. And then that cloud keyboard. saves is great too.
2: Like in case yeah. you want to play in bed, it's really, really neat. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the controlling with a mouse and keyboard on Baldur's Gate I feel like is the true differentiator of, you know, I, I was finding myself not loving the combat of Baldur's Gate 3 yep. and the control scheme was not making it any funner for yeah. me. And I, a, a nice little kind of cushion, a nice little help uh you know i hit the little help button in my brain and it was like oh keyboard and mouse is definitely a lot better right here yes and
1: that was the thing once i started playing with keyboard and mouse i had the exact same thing where i went from the combat being something not for me to like actually enjoying it a lot more because you just have a lot more ui and like being able to hover over certain things and get more information out of the ui was really good for understanding how they want you to do combat and so i started enjoying Baldur's gate 3 way more after playing mouse and keyboard which is saying something because i already really enjoyed that game but then started playing starfield on pc like i started off on xbox at first but then i switched over to pc very early on and one of my big gripes for getting into pc stuff is that like you know i've played on controller for so long for first person shooters i don't know i don't want to make that transition right like i don't want to figure out how to like re-teach my brain how to play a first person shooter starfield was the one that actually like got me in where very quickly it was very natural, right? Because I'm fighting against NPCs I'm not yeah. fighting against other people and like Call of Duty or Valorant or some shit. Uh, and so like the further and further I got into that game the more and more I was like oh yeah, this feels right. Like if anything this might feel better. And I think part of that too is just the control scheme of, of Scar- Starfield where it's really nice to have like just press L for the mission log you know, just press M for the map just yeah. press I for the inventory as opposed to like pressing start in the Xbox and having to go, all right, cool. Like, which way is the, all right, go over here and then like open the thing. Okay, let me open my missions and then do the thing.
2: Um, I I, I tell people all the time that, you know, uh, I made my keyboard mouse. I started my keyboard mouse adventure through the pandemic as well because I was never a PC gamer, but I knew I wanted to get there and I knew that I was interested in getting into playing Overwatch on PC and then eventually Warzone and all that. Uh, So I started like maybe right mid 2020. Um, and I always tell people, if you're interested in playing keyboard mouse, and if you're worried about being, don't play a competitive game, Mm -hmm. you're going to get shit on and you're going to like hate the experience immediately. You're making the right call. And I always tell people to play ghost runner, which was like one of the games that came out that I was on keyboard mouse. And I was like, Oh, this is, I am, I feel like not only am I having a blast with the game, but it's like an exercise. I feel like I'm like kind of learning all the and, and, uh, you know, becoming more familiar with what my left hand needs to do with, like, all the alt button, the C button, the, you know, shift and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ghost Runner was a great time there, and so was Boomerang X, which was the following year. Every year there's always, like the ghost runner type yeah game. like the fast
1: paced yeah like arena like one and done last game. year was
2: neon white right like yeah. every year there's always kind of one of these titles that comes out that is really fun and challenging to play on keyboard and mouse and it kind of uh, you're playing you're having fun playing a game but you're also just kind of learning the mechanics a lot better with keyboard mouse this is very exciting. I'm yeah. so stoked about it. And
1: well, honestly, it even made, um, like, the ship combat in Starfield feel better. Yeah. Because hits it, different when it's, like, you're playing on controller versus I'm on my mouse and keyboard and I'm flying around. And I'm like, all right, I got to lock onto this guy. Yeah. All right, let me press the arrow key so I can set my power to, like, my fucking engines or my fucking ballistic weapons. Turn that up real quick. And then, like,
2: now it feels like Now, you like can do that with the alt button also. You can oh, hold yeah. the alt button and use the same WASD. To go, oh, to, to, to change your, okay. you know, to divert powers and all that. But what I want to do is above me. I'm gonna have actually, uh, I'm gonna get some construction people in our, in our apartment bear because I'm gonna have like a keyboard built in <laughs> all around me, so I could be like fucking, uh, diverting main engines to fucking, you know, I want to do all that oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, be all around me, awesome. Well, Andy, enough about Starfield. We've been talking about Starfield too
1: much. Let's talk about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Let's talk about. Indiana Jones from Todd Howard and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every week at ten a.m. live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news and need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when you get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use the creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind of slash kfgd uh, to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you a new kind of funny podcast is up right now and the crew talks about andy what do they talk about just a lot of stuff. It's a lot of a lot of a lot
2: of stuff to break down. Just a lot of stuff. Uh, nice you know, little zoom just, in here on Andy's hair. It things. looks like. Just, I was going through a lot of things. All right, there's. Uh, you have to watch the episode to get a sort of full. I, I was just. I had a show. I had a day yesterday. I was gonna say, looking through the house, It seems like yesterday was Andy day. I had a I day guess today, maybe. I had a day yesterday, blessing, where I got in the car, and I was like. You fucking killed it today, homie. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then Barry got in the car phone. and he heard me whispering. He was like, what would you say? I was like, oh, nothing. Yeah, don't happened. worry about don't it. I'm it myself.
3: Like I told Andy after we recorded KFP, one of the time codes that I kept, because uh, making time codes for kind of funny podcasts is kind of hard because you might think something's a topic and then they talk about it for 30 seconds and then move on to something mm-hmm. else. Um, and Andy definitely embodied that yesterday. And one of my time codes was just Andy is on one
2: hell yeah i was just on one bus the whole day yeah i was just talking all goddamn day i mean if you
1: want some andy content of course youtube.com is kind of funny for that kind of funny podcast but then also kind of funny games cast is up right now and finally and andy finally gives his armored core six impressions that's over on youtube.com slash kind of funny
2: games. you're not gonna like like it
1: oh no oh no you're
2: not gonna like it
1: oh no also on kind of funny games i should shout out uh greg has a new video it is a spoilery episode bonus episode of the kind of funny games cast where he gets into talking about his Starfield journey and his story with becky lynch who is which is the name of the character people get it confused with the wrestler obviously yeah two different people the character and then there's the wrestler
2: a lot of people were wondering why would you do a spoiler cast this early why it a lot of the reason why is like greg just had to get these thoughts out yeah greg's been playing a lot of starfield wanted to have just a solo one-man show in addition to the the core kind of games cast that is also out uh, yeah that's the well. nice thing is that
1: this is a bonus right yeah. and so
2: you get the
1: this game, the greg games cast came out late yesterday but then you have your normal episode uh that's out currently and so you got two games casts. and then i saw somebody in chat saying you know, they're like yeah like greg's spoiler cast didn't even ruin anything for me like this is one that you can go into and still enjoy the game and so if you have any interest in checking out greg's full starfield thoughts
3: i mean there are like main plot spoilers for sure yeah but well who cares about the main plot let's be real uh, yeah i know it's right. but it's some, right. some some might care so there's a warning there i
1: just wanted to say uh and then over on patreon there's a new kind of feudy up where i ask the guys to name a game that has nudity in it <laughs> thank you to our patreon producers brave athos jedi master deadpool and delaney twining today we're brought to you by shady rays and DraftKings sportsbook but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have
2: five stories today.
1: <laughs> A Baker's Dozen. Kevin, you know what I mean? What did he do? Little... He under the desk is one of the, the TVs of is acting up. Joker it. doing. I love it. God. Story number one Zelda producer says there's no plans for Tears of the Kingdom DLC. This comes directly from Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. The Legend of Zelda series producer, Eiji Aonuma, has claimed that there are no plans for additional content for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Speaking to Famitsu, Aonuma said there are no plans to release additional content for the game this time because he feels that the team did everything it could in terms of gameplay opportunities. Quote, left everything on the court. <laughs> <laughs> I left everything out there. I do what you want from me. Quote, at this time, we are not planning to release additional content, Aonuma said. Uh, we feel like we have already fully explored and exhausted the gameplay possibilities in this world. Initially, the, reasoning, the reason we decided to develop a sequel was because we believed there is still value in experiencing new gameplay within that particular Hyrule. If in the future we find a compelling reason, we may revisit that world once again. Whether it's another sequel or an entirely new title, I believe the next game will offer a completely new experience. I hope you look forward to it. End quote. The Legend of Zelda Tuesday of The Kingdom takes place in a largely remixed version of Hyrule, the Hyrule Overworld from Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild received two major pieces of DLC, the Master Trials, which added new gameplay modes, and the Champion's Ballad, which added new story content and a motorbike.
2: Andy, is this good news or bad news for you? I think it's great news because I feel like it hints even more at the coming of a new console. Mm. For some reason, I feel like, th- like th- if anything else were to happen, in my opinion, I feel like that extends the life of the current console. If they were like, hey, in a year, get ready for Tears of the Kingdom DLC, that kind of shows me that, hey, they still believe in this current gen of hardware um obviously they believe in it they have a lot of reason to and a lot of money uh to believe in it but this kind of signals to me good news that hey we are moving on to the next thing whatever that may be whether it's a new zelda game whether it's uh you know please just somebody remake um you know do another Link's awakening remake or whatever yeah um i don't know i'm excited about this i'm glad that they aren't adding to it i don't really feel like they have to especially when they had already done DLC in Breath of the Wild, and one of the DLC I just didn't play that DLC. It just didn't really interest yeah. me a whole lot. When I, if you were telling me that you were adding, you know, hey, you can play as Zelda, and it's like you, you know, have new powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 like what was Zelda during during uh, doing during these like uh, this time period, or maybe it's like a look back in the past. That's what would interest me. But if they were to do some sort of DLC, it'd likely be. Challenge rooms or something like yeah. that. I just have no real interest for it. And
1: my my thing with that too is that like, how many of us have hundred percented Tears of the Kingdom? Like, if I wanted more challenge rooms or if I wanted more shrines, there, I would just go back and play the game. Like, I look at my percentage for Tears of the Kingdom, and I played over a hundred hours of that game. I probably have like maybe sixty percent of that thing done, and it's like there's so much content out there left in that game for me to do. um Yeah, I think for me with Breath of the Wild with the Breath of the Wild DLC, I'm kind of with you that I did play the DLC. I wasn't like it wasn't my favorite content in the game, right? I would be so interested to like have a sit down talk with Nintendo and go, "Hey, how do you view this DLC? Do you view this as successful? Is this like the dream idea for what you want a Zelda um, release rollout to look like, right?" Or is it something that, based on this, based on how, how it came out, is that something you shift for Tears of the Kingdom because you weren't satisfied with it? I think that'd be an interesting conversation because, like, for Tears of the Kingdom, I never expected DLC. Um, I think the expectation was purely there because Breath of the Wild had DLC, and I totally understand where that comes from. But with the Breath of the Wild DLC as well, they talked about that, I think, as the game was coming out, not before the game came out. Yeah,
3: it was confirmed before the
2: game released.
1: Yeah, and Tears of the Kingdom didn't do that, right? Like, plus, they you, didn't can't just, it. you can't add a motorcycle to
2: this, you know. Yeah, you already could, got a shit ton of stuff.
1: Yeah, like I, I built monster trucks and my own motorcycles. You make, yeah, you can make your own hover motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah, like yeah. what are you going to give me that I don't, that I haven't already made myself?
3: Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I think like, out of outside of like mechanics, uh, the story stuff I think would have been interesting, especially like there's. Uh, when the game was coming out, people were like noting, like, oh, Cass is like notably missing. And if you don't know, uh, if you don't remember who Cass is, Cass was, like, the big bird with the the accordion in Breath of the Wild. And the DLC, the Champion's Ballad, like, he was heavily, like, a part of that. Uh, uh, and I can get into lore and stuff on an, mm-hmm. uh, at another time. But because he was missing in Tears of the Kingdom, I think there was maybe, like, a hope of, like, oh, maybe they'll do DLC and kind of, like, bring him back or something. So I think story stuff, that was, like the only slight of, uh, slightest bit of hope for, like, DLC, but, like, mechanically, it's like, man, I'm already feasting in Tears of the Kingdom.
1: Yeah. You know? yeah. so somebody in chat went by and was like, what's the blessings hate on, on DLC? Which is fair, because I was also hating on part of the idea of the Final Fantasy 16 DLC yesterday, even though I'm probably I'm looking forward to it, I'm probably going to play it. I think for me, it's the thing of, like, how many single-player big DLC drops, or not even, let me not even use the word big, how many single-player DLC drops stand the test of time, where you look back on them and we're like, Oh, yeah, this was the one. Like, I I, I can this name some. This was worth it. This was worth it, right? Like, Bloodborne the Old Hunters was sick as hell. I know so many people love Red Dead, uh, the zombie, uh, the Undead Nightmare, right? Like, a lot of people love that one. And there are things, that are, there are DLC packs that I can name. I feel like there's an equal amount of DLC packs that I can name that just came and went, right? I look toward the Spider-Man one, and it's like, yeah, that's the 3 episodes, City of the Never Sleeps thing, I feel like that came and went for a game that was fucking dope as hell.
2: Yeah, I feel like maybe, was it the first DLC that kind of hit, and then everything else was kind of...
1: Yeah, Fairly and cluster. even the first one, it was like, all right, cool. Like this is more Spider-Man, and then the rest came out. It's like, all right, yeah, this really is just more Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and, and, and nothing. more. Black
2: Cat was great.
1: Black Cat was hot, but like with mm-hmm. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, like or Zelda Breath of the Wild, like I had the same thing where I played that DLC. I was like, all right, cool. Like another dungeon, and I don't really think back on it that much.
2: Yeah, the ones that I feel like it really helps out are going to be games that uh, when I think of what Skyrim did, but Bethesda did with Skyrim's DLC. Yeah, and adding like now you can have a house now you can do you know like when you're adding a major function like that that your game doesn't have unfortunately and fortunately uh zelda tears of the kingdom has a lot of things that you can do in it already it it is this big playground Mm -hmm. um aside from adding extra tools uh, i was thinking about it last night of one reason why i am very very excited for whatever the next starfield dlc will be whenever it comes out years from now or even just through mod support you know, I would love a uh, because of how the game is constructed. Let's add new um, pieces for building ships. Let's add new yeah. color customization for suits. Let's add new suits and armors. You know, that's a that's a big opportunity, right? That you see that area as a a, a big opportunity. And for Tears of the Kingdom, I'm not really sure what they could add that would make anybody go ah! Oh, this is what the game was missing we can
3: already make our own house
2: yeah
1: yeah that's my thing is when i think about a dlc i'm really looking forward to i th- i think about the Elden ring dlc shadow of the air tree that that we're going to see someday and I also think about the cyberpunk dlc because i think they're giving us the best of all worlds which is hey we're rebuilding a lot of these systems from the ground up to give you this fresh and optimized experience of cyberpunk and then also we're giving idris you elba. a we're giving you a sizable story yeah that stars idris elba that you know, so far, based on what I got to play at Summer Game Fest and based on the trailers and all that stuff, looks really cool. Yeah. Like, that looks like a story that I want to engage with. That looks like an extra thing where it's like, oh, the, like, I imagine that's going to run me, what, eight to ten hours, maybe more? Like, I'm I'm very excited for what, what that thing ends up being. Um, With the Zelda Tears of the Kingdom DLC, I would imagine that it would be maybe another dungeon if you were to do it. Maybe, yeah, like something else that's not a motorbike. <laughs> like, a monster truck, maybe? I don't know. I don't know what you do yeah. that's not a motorbike. Um,
2: maybe, like, but, yeah. It, for me, it would be purely cosmetic things. Like, like new, cool outfits, like a Mario outfit. New, or new dyes to dye your clothes or whatever. New uh, glider sort of yeah. textures or whatever. Yeah, story-wise, I just don't really see anything that they could add that would make me feel like I had to go back.
3: Yeah. And on top of gameplay stuff, the other stuff that was really interesting from uh, Champion's Ballad, it started off, like, kind of inspired by Even Tide Island where like you you didn't have any of your abilities and you had oh, that thing yeah. where it was like one like you were one hit, but then everybody else was also one hit. But then the other thing is like a lot of shrines now in Tears of the Kingdom are also kind of very Eventide uh, Island-inspired. So then it's just like, yeah, again, like I I don't know where you're going.
1: That's the one thing I would be down for. Roguelike mode. (laughs) Yeah, the roguelike. Because they had that in Breath of the Wild, right, where it was in Lost Woods. You start off naked, basically. um,
3: uh, Yeah, there was that. But are you talking about the... Uh, master sword trials yes yeah yeah i like cool. the master
1: sword trials i'll be down for
2: something like the that challenge rooms fuck now yeah, i'd be i'd be down for that oh my god dude if if this report was instead nintendo saying hey we added a dodge roll oh <laughs> shit <laughs> oh get <laughs> out with iframes yeah.
1: get out of town <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm with you also on the idea of oh yeah that that new switch has to be around the corner right like i would hope that we get it by by the end of next year Mm -hmm. um and with them not putting out zelda dlc like it feels so much like we're starting to to sunset this thing i know there are rumors that roger was telling me yesterday about like people are saying that there's another nintendo direct coming sometime soon who knows like transition is happening i think i think it'd be cool to get like a all right like here's what 2024 looks like but already from what we can get what we can see in 2024 it's looking like a final year of a console, right? Like there's the untitled Princess Peach game. Like there's a Luigi's Mansion port from the 3DS. Like it's starting to feel like, a, <laughs> it's to feel like end times, which I think is exciting because I think a lot of people just want a new console. And so I hope that's the case. Let's talk about story number two. It sounds like Bethesda's Indiana Jones game will be revealed in 2024. This comes directly from Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. But that's this Todd Howard has seemingly teased plans to reveal his Indiana Jones game in 2024. Announced in January 2021, the title is in development at Machine Games, the Swedish studio behind the modern Wolfenstein games. But that's the game director Todd Howard, who is serving as executive producer on the Indiana Jones game, briefly commented on the project at the end of an Esquire interview published to coincide with today's Starfield release. Quote, I am a giant Indiana Jones fan, he said. It can be brought to video games in a unique way. The game is obviously you're exploring stuff. It's about him. So if you're playing the game, how do you feel that you are indeed playing versus just watching? End quote. According to the report, Howard wasn't allowed to reveal more about the game. But as the interviewer left his office, he added, quote, we'll talk next year. End quote.
2: How cool is that? Just uh, we'll talk next year. Yeah, put a, put a little event on the calendar, all right yeah. Talk to my people about this.
1: Save just save the date for twenty twenty
2: four. It's like you have a like window. No, just twenty twenty
1: four. Save the date.
2: And that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, this is so fascinating. I think this is so challenging. This has got to got to be one of the most challenging games to try to make, to try to make unique, and feel original, mm-hmm. and not ripping off Uncharted. But it's also a game with such an established IP and it's such a a character that's been established for decades and decades um, that you you can't really... This isn't a Star Wars game that you're making up new lore about a Jedi or a Star Wars game where you're making new lore about a bounty hunter. Mm -hmm. This is a game that's going to be about a dude who punches people and whips people. Yeah. Sounds kind of horny, but like... Indiana Jones hot. You're not going to, you know, like I, I don't envision Indiana Jones doing backflips and crazy like wild dodges and parries. You know what I mean? Like what is the, what's going to be the gameplay hook here? And he mentions exploration being kind of at the forefront. Um, I can't, like, I don't envy them being in this position because it feels like that is a daunting game to try to make that I feel like may come out and everybody's going to go, uh, this is kind of what I expected. I don't know what I was expecting, honestly. Like, this is a story game about a dude who hunts for treasure. Yeah. And he's not going to suddenly be, you know, having a sniper rifle and fucking like quick scoping people. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's such an interesting area for them to be in.
1: I, I'm so fascinated to see what that first initial reveal looks like for what the gameplay is. Because I've been of the mind that, like, I wouldn't be surprised with the first person thing. Because we're talking about machine games and we're talking about Todd Howard and Bethesda. And that fits who they are so well. And I think a first-person Indiana Jones game could be a different take that, you know, could be good because they're good at doing that. Um, But I'm like, I, I look back at this article from what this is 2022 toward the end of last year. It's from IGN. They had an article titled, Todd Howard's Indiana Jones game is a unique mashup of different genres. Um, think I wanted to say that the up- upcoming Indiana Jones game, executive produced by Todd Howard, we a unique mashup. Uh, speaking to Lex Friedman
2: on the latest episode <laughs> <of> is <this podcast. laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> I, I, man, I saw so many clips of that interview of Lex Friedman saw, just being like, So, like, what is a multiplayer game? <laughs> like, whatever the play- oh, wait, What is happening? Why is Lex Friedman talking to <laughs> it's Todd so Howard? Wo- it's so
1: odd. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> whatever. It's like Cliff the is on
2: the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, so, like, can I use here? a PS? 5 controller on the xbox <laughs> like, just like
1: but yeah speaking to lex friedman on the latest episode of his podcast howard denied to comment on which one genre machine games indiana jones would be and uh in- instead saying it was a blend of different things when asked if it will be an action adventure game howard said quote i'll just say it's a mashup it's unique it isn't one thing and uh intentionally so it does a lot of different things that myself and the folks at machine games have wanted to do in a game so it's a unique thing the way he's describing it there makes me think of Uncharted 4, because, like, Uncharted 4 was a game that initially I was very impressed early on by how well it paced itself based on, like, the different scenarios you're in. Because there's, like, what, well, it starts off early on, you're in, I guess, early spoilers for Uncharted 4 that aren't really spoilers. Like, you start off in the in a prison, right? And, like, a lot of that felt almost walking simish, where you're just walking around, talking to people, and then you get in, the in the sights, then you get in the fist fight, and then, like, it's on to the next scene and now it's Okay, I'm climbing as Nathan Drake. On to the next scene. Now we're doing third-person shoot uh, shooting. That is what Uncharted is. Uncharted scene to scene messes around with doing different things and messes around with being different genres. I also think of a game like A Way Out, where, like, that is a movie as a video game, right? But Never played it. Have you not played A Way Out? Yeah. Oh, dude, you and Mike should play A Way Out on stream. That would be sick as hell. That game is fucking fun. But, yeah, like, I would even use um, It Takes Two as an example, right, of, like, moment to moment, everything you're doing in this game tends to be different, right? I think A Way Out is a bit more like shakes things up scene to scene where it takes you kind of goes back to platformer at some point. But yeah, and that has like that film um, presentation to it. I think Indiana Jones could be something like that where like, yeah, one scene it is, you are, solving these puzzles to like get to the treasure another scene it is you running away from all these people that are chasing you talking it,
2: to a diplomat here talking you know talking yeah. to government people here but then also there's some raiders there whatever yeah yeah
1: making this fun third person action thing that invokes uncharted right and could be xbox's answer to what uncharted is i think right now there's a gap in that since playstation isn't making Uncharted's every year anymore yeah um and yeah, like I think you can fill in that gap with the Indiana Jones, because Indiana Jones is the original, right? Indiana Jones is where that idea starts
2: from. And plus, um, we know they, we know that studio has the talent. Like I, I think the other, I forget what month we were talking about this, but we were looking at like how shockingly low Wolfenstein's Metacritic score was, and I was like, wow, that that may be like my favorite game ever that's rated like a seventy something. Is it really? Low? Uh, yeah, uh, like a seventy seven or something like that. It's, uh, well,
3: it's 79 on Switch, but then it's an 87 and an 86 on PS4 PC. Oh, really? X1. Oh, shit. Okay. So that you might have is... just accidentally looked at the Switch port.
2: Yeah, okay, interesting. Um, that game, uh, we know they have the talent. We know that they can really do the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they are great with character work and acting and, you know, showcasing these scenes and making them very... what I'd I'd say like Naughty Dog-esque, right? Like what we've seen from these PlayStation first parties, the first party type of stuff that you look at your console and go, oh, that's why I'm playing this video game. That's why I bought this console, right? Like Mm -hmm. I wanted to buy this console for this experience. Look how big budget, look how lifelike these characters are. We've seen, like I remember being extremely impressed by a lot of the cinematics in Wolfenstein. We know that they're capable of that. And I think I think you're exactly right. I think if this is somewhat of an uncharted imitation, but it's a different character and they are finding their own spin on it. I think it could be massively successful and something in their library to to show like, hey, we're doing this now. We're, 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 sh- we're yeah. doing these types of games now. Like so we got get on board. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I look at um, I don't know if you were talking about Wolfstein Two, Wolfstein the New Order, the first one. New Order does have a seventy nine on Metacritic, so if that's what you're talking about, then possibly, yeah, possibly. To your point, playing through Wolfstein Two, the um, the New Colossus, right? Like, I love that game so much for the story and the characters and the cutscenes. All that shit was fucking ridiculous and like over the top Mm -hmm. on another level that blew me away. Oh yeah, right? Like even the for, for me even though it was a first-person shooter, the first-person shooting almost came second to, like, the story and yeah. everything else in that in that world. Also, was real hard. Yeah, I had to turn it down. That was, like, <laughs> one of the few games where I'm like, I'm turning this difficulty yeah, down easy because yeah.
2: I'm not enjoying this on, like, medium difficulty. Keyboard mouse, though. Who knows? So you put Andy oh, back God. in time. Yeah. Oh, my God. You turn it up.
1: Uh, but, yeah, if you're telling me you're taking that and yeah like making something that is a cinematic indiana jones game that's something that could be very special especially for indiana jones fans like i think back to wolfenstein 2 and i think back to even like i I was listening to giant bomb back in the day and for their game of the year you know how they have all the fun different categories that they do they had a category that was just best indiana jones or not indiana jones best wolfenstein 2 moment right because that game has so many moments that game has places you go that are out of this world right like characters you meet like you beat hitler at one point it's like whoa this scene is fucking crazy yeah Uh, oh man like they did this to this character Oh, like scene to scene that game does wild shit and i think if you bring in that level of hey let's surprise people let's do something that's different let's do something that's gonna like you know catch people off guard scene to scene you might have the potential to tell one of the best indiana jones stories through a video game and if you do that then yeah, I think that like, that's going to take you on another level. I think that's, that puts you in a different conversation. And that adds to the portfolio of Bethesda, right? But then also just the Xbox of, hey, we got Starfield. Now we got Indiana Jones. Now we, and now you start to build that narrative. Hey, we got Hellblade too.
2: Um, and that becomes a bigger thing. And so... Can we do a pizza bet right here, right now? What's that? Will this game have equipable armor or weapons that are with the different rarities? Will you find a purple oh. chest or a, a, a blue chest? And that one's rare because I'm early on, but oh my God, this dude dropped the oh. gold Absolutely point. not. No? You think so? I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out. I there. hope not.
1: Like, I, I like that stuff in some games.
2: Oh yeah, I hope not too. But in a yeah.
1: single-player action-adventure game, oh, I don't want this that. This is an
2: extra rare one. Look at all the add-ons it's got. It's got a oh. scope and a suppressor, you know? I mean, when you put it like that, that sounds kind of nice. Like, I, I mean, it's got some endorphins right there. I, I get, I think... I like the idea of a Last of Us style workbench. Oh, for sure. I like the idea of going to, uh, you know, uh, kind of kidding out your weapon, but I, I'm just thinking about think the, how, do you ga- how do you gamify it in a way without it just being a, uh, wh- while feeling like your character is making progress as a character getting stronger, as opposed to just going through a story, you know?
1: Yeah. I how think that's going to be the challenge. Because I think there's a possibility that there is some sort of like, yeah, rarity system, but it's not explicitly rarity like it's not color-coded or anything it Mm. is just oh you're getting cooler looking weapons that have more um equipped slots for different uh, modifiers and and stuff like that um but also on the other hand if it is if it goes back to the the oh way out idea and it is scene to scene you're doing something different maybe there isn't room for um upgrading across the game because you're not really like you might get into three or four shootouts you found a
2: gold whip Oh, this one's sick. a gold level. <laughs> oh shit! It, it like it
1: lets, <laughs> you, it lets you
2: pull like a whole group of people yeah, towards like, you or whatever. Oh, man. You
1: get like the ground pound him. Oh, that'd be so sick. If Big being AOE wins. <laughs> ground pound. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this game doesn't have a upgrade system in that way. If it is like just static, hey, okay, you're playing as the same character, but we're gonna usher you through this because we're keeping things interesting from all the different scenarios. Again, that's like the a way out idea. I think the Uncharted idea would be that you're getting weapons here, like here and there, but. Are we going to be doing that much shooting in an Indiana Jones game? Maybe. Ooh. Yeah, I guess. That the...
2: I keep going back and forth on it because I could see it, but I could also see it the other way. I mean, are, you know, Oh, first off, I, one thing I'm not looking forward to, I'm not looking forward to Super HD Snakes. Mm. These snakes are going to be in 4K do, like, at 150 frames per second. They'll
1: introduce like a new scary thing. Because that's what they do in every Indiana Jones. It's like, oh, this movie was snakes, this movie.
2: Barracudas, or it's, eels, eels in the last eel, one, Yeah, the right? last one was eels, yeah. Spoilers. I don't oh, think people hear about that. <laughs> no, I don't really care about it. No, they got to do snakes. Yeah, you always Indy, have to have Indy, snakes. Indie hates snakes. Why does it always have to be snakes? I forget, snakes? Was, this
1: like a, was this an origin story, or am I thinking of the 007 game? Oh... oh, oh. Of funny.com slash you're playing
2: as an eight year old. <laughs> I don't know if we because <laughs> note meal for breakfast. Oh, I might be
1: thinking of 007. Um, because if this is an origin, then snakes would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. If this just takes place in a random, like this is just a random Indiana Jones story, I want like a new give me like 100 bears. Like,
2: out of oh, gotcha. <laughs> See, I was picturing Indiana Jones reading the Bible and being like, Oh, this Adam and Eve thing. I don't like snakes. Oh, yeah, it all origin, that's I don't where it came them, from, you know, it all, yeah, the original yeah. sin. Uh-huh.
1: Damn, that's it crazy. would be cool if it was the uh, original
2: sin. <laughs> 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 calling it out right there, Like your shirt may as well say original sin original, on it. Right
1: oh now. my god. God. Uh, Andy. What's up? You know what's not a sin. What is? <laughs> you know what's a blessing. What? Patreon.com oh. slash kind of funny games over on Patreon.com so it's kind of funny. You can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for y'all, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to shadyrays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are Rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrace.com kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We've had seven months without an NFL game, but for all of you football fans out there, good thing that's over. NFL is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game. Day This September, you can check out the app to see what you get. You can download now and use code kind of funny to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That is code kind of funny only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, you can call 877 8 H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling Call Telephone number 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpd.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. CDKNG.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance, eligibility, and deposit
3: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: And we're back.
2: Hey, um, I want to play some Starfield. Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Starfield. I know at the beginning of the show we are like, enough about this Starfield video game. It's old news.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I, wa- I wanted to show off something that I noticed last night when I was taking photos because I'm very, very proud of my creations blessing. Hell yeah. And I finally finished my ship. It's called the Burning Star 5. Um, sick. I like this. It's a reference to Coheed and Cambria, one of my favorite bands. Uh, they're. That One of their albums is called Burning Star 4, but mm. uh, it's character limit. So you can't have like Roman... Uh, four is like Roman numerals. Yeah. And like Roman numerals look way cooler than normal numbers. So I could put the number four, but that's not cool enough. So I just named it the five with a V. Uh, but I noticed while I was taking a photo, can you go to the next photo, Barrett? Um, because I, I took that photo not really understanding what I was seeing. I was just, you know, trying to take a photo of the ship. And uh, and then I was like, Vasco! <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Vasco's on my ship. <laughs> what are you doing up there, buddy? Get down from there. Well, man, it's like he... when, it's like when you're like those funny That's TikToks so funny. where like a dog is just like on the roof, and you're like, "What are you doing up there?" Oh my god, Vasco, just what? Well, come on, you little silly guy. Oh god, I silly love Vasco.
1: Do you like Vasco? I, so I never actually like did anything with Vasco. I never took him out. I, I don't even know if I like invited him to my crew.
2: I talked this on. I talked about this on the Gamescast.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Number one recommendation if you want to you know go out an adventure and do whatever the hell you want take bosco you take the you take a human with you Yeah. like my love of my life Andreja Andreja i think that's the only character
1: that people actually genuinely love you Andreja cuz and, she's not a fucking dork you, you know? take
2: any of them out mhm they're always they're always a little little judgy, little judgy Joey's out there. Mm. They're gonna you know you steal something. Oh, I don't like I that. Do. Uh, you kill somebody. You, know, you commit a little light I, murder. Everyone. I, I did in a, a
1: light murder. My companion literally turned a gun on me and started shooting me.
2: Yeah, I'm like, I'm like whose side are you on? They get disgusted with you. Yeah, Vasco doesn't give a shit. He's a robot doesn't care. He's just there for the ride. There was a great moment last night where I'm getting inside information from this guy, and he's like, oh, you're trying to get this out of me? You're never going to get this information out of me. Get the fuck off my ship or whatever. And then I turn around, and Vasco goes, hello, Captain Andy. And I'm just like, come on, bro. Like, We're undercover right now. They don't know I'm here. Like, We're not using our real names right now, Vasco. It was great. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, if you go to the website, uh, or if you just Google what names Vasco can say, you Can rename your character. Somebody in chat was like, I wish I'd looked at the list of names before I made my character. Mm. You can go, uh, redo yourself at Enhance, yeah, go to and Neon. and you can change your name. Uh, or Enhance is everywhere. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, it's yeah, on Yeah, it's There's also, one on uh, New Atlantis, yeah, so. it's on oh, New, it's shit. everywhere. Okay. Yeah, uh, you can not only can go in there it? not change your face, but then you can change your name. So I named myself instead of just Cortez, Andy, which by the way, how is Cortez not? Of yeah. Being dead like, there's a long ass list of a bunch of different names. Mm-hmm. Very, very impressive. But I was very sh- kind of shocked that Cortez wasn't on there. So I, I'm, g- I go by Andy Cortez now, and he goes, Captain Andy. How are you? Hell yeah. Very cool. Hell yeah. I did not know what other places had
1: enhanced. This is one of those things too, where we talked about this during the review, is that I just found my spots. Right. Like the only place I know where to fi- where to find ammo is on, um, oh, whatchamacallit, call it? It's like the, uh, um, Aquila. 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 Yeah. Like, Aquila like the Free Star. Yeah, yeah. Rangers plays Aquila. That's also where I get like. Like, medical supplies, right? Mm. If I want to do anything to my ship, I'm going to New Atlantis.
2: You're like me when it comes to, like, CVSs and corner stores. I'm exactly. like, that place has the better energy drinks. I'm yeah. going over there.
1: Like, in real life, I'm like, well, I have my CVS, right? Yeah. Like, I have my McDonald's that I go to. This is the same thing in the, in Starfield where I'm like, I know what my CVS is. Those I'm other Walgreens,
2: lucky. they don't have the, the jumbo goldfish that I've been buying, but that one does. I'm going to that one right now. You exactly. Know?
1: I, am, I am sad that I didn't um, bring along Vasco more because, like— the companions I did bring along. I did a lot of Sarah. I did a lot of uh, Barrett, not our Barrett, but the in-game Barrett.
2: Um, and I did a lot of Sam. I don't like any of these three dudes. I, I'm telling you that uh, again. Game like any of them. game <laughs> got a lot of issues, right? Mm-hmm. We we know. We talked about them at length. Um, this has the for, the Horizon Forbidden West problem for me, where like You're talking too much. I need, well, no, it's like because for my I don't mind. I don't mind you all talking a lot if you all are are Garrus or Thane or Rex or Mass Effect yeah. characters that I feel like are really well-rounded and intriguing and you wanna know these backstories. I couldn't give a less shit about Samco. I don't care about any of these NPCs. I feel like they're all just largely pretty uninteresting. Yeah. And you take Vasco with you. And also the thing about Vasco, when you wanna to talk to him, he always looks awesome in certain environments and certain lighting because he's a hard surface model robot. And it's a lot easier to make that look good as opposed to like a human face that's trying to react with light. And when you have like skin trying to move, sometimes lighting hits it weird. Mm -hmm. Bosco always looks awesome. Hell yeah. And also like, man, I'm walking around. I said this so many times on my stream last time. I'm like, how can anybody think this is an ugly game? I'm Mm -hmm. walking around these environments like this shit looks so good but again the i'm game playing looks on a very high power piece until
1: game. i until i look at a character and i'm like what the fuck happened to you
2: <laughs> i, I you think me the deadest stare ever i love when there are several characters that do look amazing but there are plenty that don't yeah I, I totally agree with that. But right. Yeah, my thing well, well like the talking too much
1: thing is more so just like the pacing of when they have updates in their personal stories is so weird because it'll happen constantly where it's like i have something to talk to you about I have something for you. Like I talked to them. I'm like, what do you have for me? And they give me like $12. A, pl- they gave me a, pl- a plate of spaghetti. It's like most random. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an apple. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. why the fuck would you give me an apple? The I don't need
2: this. You're like in my inventory space. The one that made me laugh so hard yesterday. And I finally remember what it was. Cause I was trying to think about it on the games cast. But uh, yeah. Uh, Andreja is what I call her. It was me and my family call her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gave her just like the sort of Mexican Latin sounding last name or first name. Uh, Andreja was like, you know, you mean so much to me and we've been through so much together. I'd like, I'd like for you to have this. And it was Space Wax. <laughs> 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 I was like, thank you so like, much. I appreciate you're, it. You guys. mean so much to me, too. I <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, love you, too. <laughs> damn. I mean, she can do no wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no you're sure, totally so. right. I can't stop playing the game, no, though. Yeah, Goddamn. Yeah. I just want to keep on. I'm playing it right uh, after this. So if you want to stick around on the stream after this, I'm playing it on PC over in the lab. And uh, I got my whole brand new ship built, and I'm excited to keep on taking on... Uh, the various challenges the game presents
1: yeah andreja could honestly like walk into me and give me a left shoe and i'd be like you're a queen yeah
2: you're the the best." best uh
1: story number three teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem uh game has been announced for consoles and pc this is sal romano at gamatsu outright games has announced a new teenage mutant ninja turtles game set in the world of the recently released animated feature film tmnt mutant mayhem it'll launch for unspecified consoles and pc in 2024 Taking place months after the events of the movie, the game will feature unique visuals inspired by the film's bold uh, painterly art style. Combining energetic ninja teamwork gameplay with a humorous narrative, players will take control of the turtles as they interact with a host of memorable characters from the franchise and fight to save this stylized take on New York City from a new mutant threat. Quote, Nickelodeon is one of our longest standing license, uh, licensing collaborators, and we're overjoyed to have the opportunity to bring the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to life in a brand new and original video game, said Outright Games chief operating officer Stephanie Malham uh, in a press release. Quote, this is one of the most enduring and beloved franchises in the world, and we're beyond excited to use our expertise to expand the Turtles' global reach even further uh, through the world of video games, end quote.
2: Andy, did you get to watch TMNT Mutant Mayhem? Absolutely. I freaking loved it. How was incredible. Just, I was just wondering, how did it do overall in the box office? Because I know it was tracking decently well, but yeah. nowhere near it? what I feel like it deserved to make you know
1: yeah did it come out like a competitive time because i feel like it might have gotten overshadowed by barbie and
3: yeah definitely
2: i mean you're definitely not wrong there um as of september
3: 4th teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem has grossed 108 million in the united states and canada uh and 44.9 million in other territories for a worldwide
1: uh, total of 152.9 million that's not good the idea of this sounds so cool but I went over to Outright Games' website to see what else
2: they've worked on. <laughs> and I'm on it right now too, bro. <laughs> and
1: when I read through you the list of games that they worked on from Outright Games, you have oh. Peppa Pig World Adventures. Oh yeah. shit. The Justice League Cosmic Chaos.
2: I think Peppa Pig World Adventures is the one that uh, that they had a um, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a crack. I, yeah, because, yeah. I guess Peppa, you know. Re- Ray Narvaez from the UK reacted to it, and it was, it, it, there was like an in memoriam screen of like, like, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> legitimately. And it was just like, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth, like,
1: <laughs>
2: whenever she was born, like 1812 or something. Goddamn. Uh,
1: 1812.
2: Uh God, 200 years old. Uh, they, uh, they did Bratz, flaunt your
1: fashion. Oh, um, Coco Melon, play with JJ uh jojo siwa worldwide party. <laughs> <laughs> paw patrol grand, uh grand prix dragons legend or yeah dragons legend of the nine realms oh, like uh, how to train your dragons yeah I, I planned on that one let's see oh they did another peppa pig complete edition
2: um that was the hd remaster yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dc's league of super pets that one came out with ray tracing
1: uh my little pony i can't see this subtitle my uh a, a maritime bay adventure.
2: A lot of games exist, is what I'm realizing. So Hotel
1: Transylvania.
3: What, what we're discovering is this game is probably not going to be anything to write
2: home about.
1: Oh, they did Fast and Furious, Spy Racers, Rise of the Shifter.
2: What is that? That's not the game that they announced at Game Awards. Oh, right? Fast and Furious. No, Spy Spy Racers is was their cartoon. Kind of like, uh, let's kidify this yeah. to get kids into the Fast and Furious. Ryan's Rescue Squad, is that the little unboxer dude? Is that the dude that does, a little kid that does unboxings on YouTube? Like a quad, quadrillionaire or whatever? Oh, is it? I I think is, it is. is he
1: like this little because I'm pretty sure this is Ryan in the
2: corner Yeah, it's gotta be I don't think they just put I've a never heard of Ryan a <laughs> just a random kid <laughs> we just googled Wait. young boy <laughs> and like his name is just Ryan like he doesn't have yeah I think it's like Ryan's toys or Ryan's it's, something is he Ryan's like Beyonce world. where it's like
1: no we just recognize you from your first name yeah I I'm, I'm so. looking at if it if I say right. Ryan everybody's like oh yeah the kid yeah that's crazy everybody knows that's crazy you can do that to the name everybody of everybody knows holy cow is this the Ryan game yeah Wow. Oh man, I I would so love a TMNT Mutant Mayhem game. That is good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that is such a good idea. It's such a dope art style. If you gave it to the guys that did that Samurai Jack game that we played a couple years ago, Ooh. I think there'd be <laughs> there'd be something new. Really and that's there. the and that's the other
3: thing, is like I I would love a mutant mayhem game, but here's the thing of like if any game is gonna be at that samurai jack level, it's gonna be the, the last Ronin game.
2: Yo, hold the fuck up. Ryan's got two games? Yo, Ryan has another game called Race with Ryan
1: Road Trip. Ryan has that money, dude. Ryan is what? getting paid out here.
2: Also, the list goes on. There's a lot of games that these guys. Jumanji made. and the I've video heard of none game. of them.
1: They did Ben 10 Power Trip,
2: Troll and, Hunters, and this kind of just uh, you know to kind of like sum Jumanji all this the up, video game. What I just said like a couple of minutes ago. Like what I'm learning is that there are a lot of video games. Didn't know any of these video games existed. Yep. A lot of these video games are just absolutely out of our realm of what we know and cover. And holy shit, a lot, of, a lot of devs are making a lot of games. I would love some sort of in-depth documentary on the studios that work on these games. Yeah. At, uh, to, to, to learn the pace at which they make them, how quickly they got to shit these out. What you know is what
1: the I mean? return? Like, how many yeah. parents are
2: buying these for their young
1: children? It's, it's got to be so fast. It's reminiscent of playing, like... I guess similar stuff when we were kids, right? Because there were like Nick Junior games for oh, yeah. children. There were like the Nickelodeon. Uh, not I, I was going to say Battle for Bikini Bottom, but Battle for Bikini Bottom was good. Like there's a tier below that where it's like, oh, these are just bargain bin games that I'm finding in Walmart. Like yeah. I can't even find this in a GameStop.
2: <laughs> I, have to, I have to go to Costco to find this game. Man, it's wild that you just keep scrolling down. There's yeah, but I mean, like, when
3: I looked up on YouTube, Race with Ryan Road Trip, uh, there's like some Let's Player named Combo Panda. And that, Love that and dude. they're playing this game, and it's got 1.3 million views. So it's
1: got to be a lot. So of that's kids the, out there. So yeah, there's a lot of kids. I'm sure they're all like three to five years old. Maybe let's say three to six. Man, I don't know what a six, six year old looks like anymore. It's yeah. been a while. And their so parents I've seen one. are like
3: fucking nerds who have like PS5s and shit. Yeah, and they're the, like looking for any sort of
1: game. They're like, hey, just it's probably a Switch. They probably have a Switch. Yeah, and their parents are like, hey, just play
2: Ryan's Driving Adventure or whatever it's called. Look, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. We've got a massive opportunity here. We have somebody close to our office. Maybe they work in here. Maybe they're the CEO. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got a little baby. And that little baby is going to end up getting to an age where we can give all that baby all this tech and say, make us billionaires. Mm. Little little Benjamin. We're putting the controller in your hands. Mm -hmm. We're going to have you unbox all of these toys. Mm. This is a huge opportunity for all of us. I can buy that Prius that I've always wanted. You've always wanted a Prius? The new Prius is, I really, when I say always like in the last two months, become an it. exception of mine. The 2023 Prius, like, like the i is that big of a Prius guy. EVs. Yeah. <laughs> i want to drive a Prius all my life. When <laughs> I look back at it, it's just like, I really want the 2020. Like, if you, if you said so Tesla, bad. I'd
1: be like, all right, I kind of get it. Prius is like, all right, cool.
2: It's just the body style looks so sick. You never seen a 2023 Prius? I'll no. show you a Yeah, show me that later. It looks so incredibly cool. Um... Yeah, this is uh I mean this doesn't inspire a whole lot of hope or, or you know, excitement about this Nintendo or about this Ninja Turtles game. Yeah. Being made by outright games. Um it, but it's wild that like I guess, yeah, seeing this
1: headline is that is that excitement and then like immediate a reality check, but also the re-excitement of, oh
2: yeah, that last Ronin game is gonna get made. And that game yeah. hopefully will be decent. But I, I think the big difference with all of the games that we just mentioned. And the movie that we're talking about is that when we're talking about this movie and what it brought comedically, the fact that it's Seth Rogen and his team and all of his friends and Paul Rudd is in it Mm -hmm. and Paul Rudd's amazing in this movie and it's these new uh, upstart actors that are incredible and perfectly cast in their roles. It seems way more to me than just a like if they were making a video game based on a TMNT cartoon that was on Nickelodeon daily, you know, like this has a bit more prestige in my eyes. Like we all walked away from that movie going, wow, way better than we could have ever assumed. We, we expected a lot because of Seth Rogen and his team and it absolutely delivered. This is a, this is a a pretty big bummer, you know, (laughs) like the fact that it's this studio. I will say, I mean,
1: that that movie, they say some bad words too. Yeah. Like it's not like a child, like they're not saying bad words like that in Bratz yeah right want right, right. your fashion right and so like i think there it, there, there is kind of like an interesting okay but what is this going to be is this going to look like the movie because if so that could be promising but mm. yeah I, i'm interested to see what this ends up being for now though let's talk about some fucking gore adult shit mm. story number four this is a psa though mortal kombat 1's roster is leaked this is wesley Yenpool at ign If you're hoping to go into Mortal Kombat 1 fresh when it launches on September 14th, you might want to tread carefully across the internet after physical copies appear to make their way into the hands of eager players mp first reported on one player who obtained the nintendo switch version of netherrealm's upcoming fighting game and uploaded images showing the launch roster of play- uh, playable characters as well as the available cameo fighters uh, IGN will not share the images here or uh, reveal the unannounced characters in the pictures it seems further leaks are coming as the person in question even uploaded a video of the game running on the nintendo switch to reddit be cool out there stop leaking shit keep it to yourself more car one's gonna be on switch yeah. yeah, the More Kombat games come coming to Switch. It's weird. That's news to me. Huh? Yeah, it's wild. Because, like, I guess it might also be. I didn't check. Is it coming to PS4 and, and Xbox One as well? Oh, one?
2: like last gen? Ooh, yeah.
3: I don't know. I mean, I, it's I it's do to, have an image. If it's coming to
1: Switch, you might as well.
3: I do have an image of one of the leaked fighters,
2: if you want to just tease it, bless. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go for it. Just pull it up.
1: Whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa.
3: Master. I know.
2: It's fucking what crazy, man. Get. Ed yeah. Boon just always doing his thing. Are they going to have Donkey, too? Is cameo? Uh, I think he'll, yeah. be a cameo he'll be a cameo fighter. a cameo.
1: Shrek. But Barry just pulled up a picture of Shrek for audio listeners. Damn, don't Shrek. I'm also like, I, I'm I'm probably, you know, there are people that are probably on both sides of this. I don't really care too much about fighting game roster leaks, especially since we're this close to it. If it was like a year ago or something, then I'd be like, oh man, oh, I, whatever. But like, we're this close to the game. It's just a roster. It's not like they're leaking. Well, let I me mean, say it's not like, I'm sure they're leaking story stuff as well. That's the stuff I care more about. I don't want to see story
2: spoilers. Like, that's the part that I'm, I, I get excited about. But like, Just characters? You're gonna tell me that Scorpions in the game? Cool, go for it. Yeah, roster leaks have I'm with you. Roster leaks have never really been something that I feel that needs to be super secretive. If anything, all roster leaks do is make people mad that certain people aren't in the game. That's the only thing you get out of roster leaks. Is like, are you kidding me? You didn't put that that dude is in here. Mm -hmm. Oh, what the fuck? She's not in here. She hasn't been in here since part two. What the hell? You know, like that's all roster leaks do. They just kind of make people angry. So I've never really understood the why studios are so uh, worried about not having rosters leak, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. And I saw somebody in chat earlier was like, "Oh bless," but like we don't work for the companies. Like who cares the roster leaks? I think a lot of the audience cares and fans care is the main thing, right? Like I know I'm not somebody who cares that much about roster. I do. I don't want to get the story spoiler uh, spoiled. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that want to go into this fresh because also i think they've been doing a good job of dropping the trailers and having those reveals and those reveals have been hitting like when i watched the trailer that showed shijinko in the game i was like yo this is fucking wild um that was such a cool thing for me and i'm sure there's plenty of the audience that kind of you know likes engaging with that stuff and so yeah like there's people there that you know don't work for the companies or like are just fans of the thing that don't want to be spoiled as well that are out there and so just be cool you know yeah
2: the the leaks that i'd say matter more are the the licensed tie-ins like i feel like those are the ones that i i i'd be bummed out if the news got out if i was a developer like oh man we were about to reveal that homelander was in the game and now everybody knows already like yeah which happened yeah exactly yeah yeah. exactly and like that stuff yeah that did take because dude if i will if i saw that happen
1: like the way they intended where yeah Here's Omni-Man. Dude. Here's Homeland. Who, uh, dude,
2: I would be popping that off. That clip was so awesome. Sick as fuck, It was dude. just a zoom out on five dudes. Yeah, it <laughs> was like, awesome. Oh, shit, is that Quan Chi? Oh, shit, is that Homeland? <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, like, come on, dude. Uh, Final news story for the day. Story number five. Sea of Stars already hits 250,000 sales. Uh, they tweeted this out yesterday. We had projections for the first year, but it only took you all a single week. Awesome. Thank you. Congratulations, Sea CO of Stars. Good for y'all. Very, Game very kicks cool. kicks ass. Yeah, barrett has been playing it. Bear really likes it. Yeah. i like, no dodge
2: Perry. We'll see if I get to it. Uh, it's turn-based,
3: uh, mm. Andy. Yeah, mm. But it's yeah. really fun turn base. let me tell you. Mm. I kind of want so, to
1: get to it, too, because it looks really cool. Like it's here, really neat. It's, it's a very beautiful right art, art
3: style. The soundtrack is fucking awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm starting to really dig the characters and uh, the relationships uh, with each other. Um, and the combat,
2: it's just real fun. Will I ever remember the prior game they worked on, the name? Messenger. Never I will never remember the name of the messenger. Why? It is. I mean, because I just like want to say like Ninja Star Runner or something. Yeah, <laughs> like Ninja Guide in the Indie. Like. Yeah, like I, I don't know why. I just I can anytime I want to be like, how good was the messenger? And I could never ever think of the the goddamn name. I got a bad memory, I'll tell you what. I feel that, dude. Well, I'm excited
1: to play Sea of Stars one day, but me starting Sea of Stars is so far away. If I want to know what's coming to Mama Grab Shops today, where would I look?
2: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday
1: mm, do that do do yeah. yeah
2: he could easily beat it he's so handsome
1: i, I actually i actually did start sea of stars Really enough i think i had the same thing as you where like i started got into a turn-based battle and was like it's
2: not in the mood <laughs> <laughs> i don't, don't want to deal with this right now. <laughs> come on bless don't bless like it's me. You're like you're betraying uh, me like it's like you have to go to the bank or something like ah yeah. oh, no not We're right hanging now out with andy and mike too much <laughs> not man at, not at this moment you know? <laughs> no thank you like it's like somebody trying to fucking sell you something outside of a costco no 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 thank you i'm good you bring
1: your headphones on <laughs> uh, <laughs> Out today, we got Baldur's Gate 3 for PS5, Starfield for Xbox Series X and PC, Enchanted Portals for PS5, Xbox Series X, Switch and PC. I played a little bit of Enchanted Portals. I don't know what Tim said about
2: it on Gamescast. He didn't like
1: Not it. great, things. I made
2: it two minutes in and I was like, oh no. We I put on my headphones. We brought up your quote of, oh, it's one of them games.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's one of them ones. It was for, sure, for sure yeah. one of them ones. Uh, M- Molly Medusa, Queen of Spit for PC War Stride Challenges <laughs> talk series. Hold on, excuse me We've had that one before I think that came out on a different platform before Yeah, yeah. Molly Medusa, Queen of Spit When does she battle the throat goat? I think that was in the, I think that's in the prequel. Mm, Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, War Stride Challenges for Xbox Series X and PS5. And we got some new Nintendo Switch online games for September September 6th. That's today. Uh, You're getting Kirby's Star Stacker for SNES. Quest of Camelot. Sorry, Quest for Camelot for Game Boy. Downtown Niketsu March. Super Awesome Field Day for NES. And then Joy Mech Fight for NES. One of these is fake. Which one is it? I I slotted in a fake one for the
2: Nintendo drop. I'm going to guess Joy Mechfight. I lied. All of are real. Oh, shit. Yeah, wow. You know, because obviously it's like... Joy Mechfight Bless- is the only one I've heard of out of these. I, I was going to think that, you know, Blessing is trying to throw me off with Super Awesome Field Day. Right? <laughs> that does not sound real. Um, but also the fact that the title is not capitalized in all the different words. I was like... Blessing looks like he typed this as opposed to copy-pasting it. You know what I mean? Mm, you know what I mean? I feel that. Yeah, yeah. I get
1: you. I get you. Uh, and then one more for out today. Uh, Day of the Devs is back. This is, actually a, this is actually more of a new date. So new dates for you. Day of the Devs is back. Uh, Double Fine and I am 8 bit are partnering with the Game Awards to host a live stream showcase on December 6th. Ooh. Plus a free in-person event in downtown LA on December 8th. Uh, we got one deal of the day for you. This comes directly from Wario64. Looper is $12.40 on Amazon. That is right. Looper, the film, starring Hell Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt um, and who else is in Looper? Oh, uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis and, Willis and Emily, Emily Blunt. And Emily Blunt. Yeah. I, you had the thing pulled up here.
2: Yeah. That, uh, uh, is this movie better than Arrival? Yes. Let me know in the comments.
1: I will say I saw this pop up and I was like, I should watch Looper because I, like, I, I, I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And I like Bruce Willis. Actually, saw, you would I, really
2: dig Looper, bless. I, I saw yeah. a lot of clips on TikTok. I was like, that's a pretty decent movie. <laughs> and Emily Blunt is... not I like Emily Blunt, too. Man, it looks like a lot of people agree with me. It's crazy. I know, a lot of people in the chat are fucking stupid. Yeah. Rival terrible love movie. That. I love that.
1: And, like, I know so little about Looper, but then, like, looking at this cover hunted hunted by your future haunted by your past i assume joseph is the past and bruce is the future that's yeah, he's crazy the, he's the young bruce willis that's crazy it's like gemini man
2: well they i mean they they prosthetic <laughs> they, they did prosthetics on him to make him look like bruce willis did they really like yeah they, they, they like they, changed his nose they, and like his eyebrows his, his lips change. especially yeah. like they like and the whole time he's just doing a bruce willis sort of like yeah that's what I, you know, i'm doing i'll do more of a robert de niro right there more Robert De Niro, but he's like, he's doing all the face stuff that like Bruce Will you used to seeing Bruce. What does he do with his face? He does yeah. some stuff.
1: You, I referenced Gemini Man just now and one of the reasons why is because as we were talking earlier about Christopher Nolan, I kept thinking about how I've not seen, I forget if we talked about Christopher Nolan on the show or before the show. Before. That was before the show chat. Uh, but I was thinking about how like, I've not watched um, like Dunkirk and uh, Prestige and these movies that I really want to watch. But for some reason, on a random day, I made time for Gemini Man. <laughs> <laughs> You are Nick Scarpino. And I watched it on like my 1080p TV. Yeah. Like I didn't watch it with the fucking ultra
2: high frame rate or whatever they advertised it with. You are Nick Scarpino. I watched. Not watching the stuff that everybody recommends to him or that few- <laughs> is highly rated, but instead will go home and watch Encino Man for the 40 seconds. Like a couple you weeks ago
1: I watched Zoe 102 for some reason. Oh, bless. Um, earlier this week I watched um they clone what was it? They clone Tyrone. <laughs> oh, I heard that's actually really good, though. It was good. It was, I I expected more out of it. Oh, okay. I,
2: I reviewed it. Hold on, let me let me open up my letterbox review. Um, if Tim Gettys is out there listening, Timothy Gettys, he probably is. We want to go to your house. We would like for you to host us. Please provide food and drinks. We want to watch Interstellar in your theater. Thank you. God, Signed, so Andy down. Cortez and Blessing Adioya Jr. Because he has not seen Interstellar.
1: Uh Bear, I'm dropping into assets my review, my letterbox review of They Clone Tyrone. But yeah, I thought it was gonna be like it's it's uh it stars my guy Finn from Star Wars. <laughs> 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 it also stars Jamie Foxx, it also stars um uh what's her name from WandaVision, the like Photon, is that her name? Home- oh yeah, you know what I'm who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Um but yeah, my review this I- came out this year.
3: Yeah, it oh, came yeah. out like a couple months ago, oh, I think. Shit.
1: Yeah, I gave it three stars. I said I can't wait for the sequel. My boy Lloyd is an android. <laughs> yeah, I've been popping off on Letterboxd. you fucking funny, bud. I've been popping off on Letterboxd. Tiana Paris, thank you, chat. But yeah, you can follow me on Letterboxd at Junior <laughs> If you want to see my reviews. There. I did like a multi-paragraph review for Zoe102 if you want to know what I'm doing over there uh anyway now it's time for kind of slash you're wrong where write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube and listening later on podcast services around the globe um kebab says uncharted never had yearly releases i know i was just saying that as like a, we're, they're releasing a lot of uncharted too many Uncharted's. Um, kebab says um queen elizabeth was born the 21st of april 1926 Mm, i like I how kebabs that. wrote that in like the you like the european way i don't know about that. say april 21st like an american yeah it's, kebabs. The, it's
2: the worst way to do dates we can all agree with that as a world we get it your metric system way better than ours at least admit that our way of doing that because let me tell you blessing mm-hmm. I, Hey, hey i'm gonna be in town homie hey when the 14th of this month no, of fucking December. Oh, okay. Like, Six oh, months yeah. from now. Wait, just what? lead off with that. How about you just tell me the month and then I can zero in on when that's going to be? You and know what I mean? It's always
1: like written in a way where you wouldn't say it that way. Yeah, I'm
2: in town 14th December 2022. Stupid. It's like, first of all, we don't say it that way. Yeah. Like move around the words so you can save words yeah, instead yeah. of saying 14th of December. It's, it's a whole thing. Hey, let's go grab lunch on the 22nd. Oh, sick! Yeah, that's like a week from now. No, I meant the twenty second of May. Oh shit! Like, oh well, that's half a year. That's that's crazy. I, I I do kind of get it where it's like, Barrett, don't let them have this, okay? Yeah, I gave them the metric system. They I
3: gave put them beans the dub on this. but here's the thing is like I, I get you go from like smallest thing to biggest thing, day, month, and year, right? Like I, I I get the thought process.
2: No, but also when we talk about decimals, you know how like hundredth and tenth and all that shit is mixed up too? Like people just be doing weird math, right? People just be doing <laughs> math, but I'm saying that like look you have the you have the better way of counting stuff. Yeah. We have the better way of doing dates. We yeah could zone in and be uh, I'm going to be in town, man, let's hang out. Let's go get some dinner December. oh December when? Second. Nice. Yeah. It's like <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Okay, nice. I can zero in and I know I give myself a you know an idea of what that's going to be. But also um barrett you didn't think arrival's good. So like you know.
3: Yeah. But I, yeah, I wasn't saying it out. was better. I was saying I get Damn. the thought process behind it. I think our way of doing it is better. It makes somebody, sense. somebody
1: in chat said, when do we celebrate Independence Day? July 4th. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> on.
3: But also, uh, really quick, uh, Arrival, fucking just so mid, you know.
1: So good. What about Looper? Looper, fucking awesome. Okay, pooper, I awesome. Time. Fucking <laughs> awesome I gotta watch Looper.
2: Maybe I'll rewatch Gemini Man.
1: Oh, I I speak language! Oh. I like Will Smith a
2: lot. You know, <laughs> Buzz is gonna watch Gemini Man on his uh, on his brand new 160 hertz monitor to get the full fast frame rate. <laughs> I would though.
1: Like, I would be so down for that. I want to see what the fucking what 120 frames per second or yeah, the fuck they got that in.
2: It was so god.
1: Fun. Whoever I don't know the director, but that that person thought they were Christopher Nolan doing the IMAX thing with Oppenheimer, mm. Both Will Smith and Gemini Man. Like, we'll de-age you. We got you. Uh, kebabs writes in and says the origin of Indiana Jones Fear of Snakes is already covered in the third movie, The Last Crusade. Um, Tundra Boy said uh, MK1 isn't coming to PS4 or last gen as of now. Damn, so they're putting in all That's that work on the Switch
2: version. That's
1: unbelievable. That's wild. Um, and then Kebabs says I copy slash paste the result from Google. Take it up with them. That's what I assumed. Yeah, I'm like, I, I know Kebabs don't talk like that. Got some sense in you. Yeah. That's it for kindofunnycom slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's host for kfg are going to be me and Tim. If you're watching live after this uh, is the post show, but then after the post show, Andy is playing some of that there Starfield, So get hyped for that. Uh, remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on youtube.com slash games and twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about until next time game daily. My hands are kind of clammy. Also who's running this post show?
2: Well, Greg was supposed to be here. Mm. And so was Tim. Tim was going to cover me.
1: Because um, we're going to do a thing. We're going to
2: do a fun thing. A thing was going to happen. A thing was going
1: to happen. Is Greg here? Is
2: here? I, I don't know. I'm opening up my Slack. You know, Greg texted me. Uh, uh, the only okay. Slack I have from Greg is
1: about a fight stick that I had.
3: Miller is not in seen. the building. But oh. Tim Geddes is. So I think Tim's
1: on his way. Dick.
2: I mean, we could also just do it without Tim. We don't have to do it. With have you, that. So,
1: you, do you know the premise of They clone
2: Tyrone? No.
1: No idea. It's hard to talk about without spoiling, and so I don't want to get that deep into it. But basically, Finn from Star Wars is in the hoodie, meets up with Jamie Foxx, who's playing a pimp, and then Tiana Paris, who's playing. <laughs> playing one of what's the poli- oh, sex worker playing? Playing a sex worker. Because <laughs> <worker? laughs> like as soon as I said pip another word came to mind of like yeah. referred to as. I'm like, I don't think that's politically correct. I all know. I heard
2: was "pimp my
1: ride." God, oh, that's
2: all I heard. That was a "pimp my ride." Yeah,
1: but basically, there's like hella weird shit going on, and then like somebody um, shoots and kills Finn. I love like I can just call him Finn, Finn now. Yeah. Uh, shoots and kills him, and then he wakes up the next day. and john Boyega, thank you and then jamie fox sees him and is like bro somebody killed you yesterday and he's like what and then like it kind of goes from there it's really uh, yeah that's it's cool mean. i just it, it didn't go all the way it, it did it didn't explore like the sci-fi stuff in a way that made it seem really interesting like it has an interesting ending um but for me oh what was the one that featured um the one of the co-stars of atlanta who also played l in death Note. Bother me. Sorry to bother. Sorry me. to bother. Yeah. It, oh, it, it felt like it was um, trying to do the sorry to bother you thing, but mm-hmm. it didn't do it as good as sorry to bother you. keith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. That was an interesting movie. That was a fucking awesome Dude. movie. Sorry to bother.
0: Yeah, that movie was sick as hell. I liked that one a lot. I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it? Too weird it? for Tim. Yeah. It was. It, was it didn't have weird. interesting turns. I feel like I, I get it. I just feel like. Yeah. yeah I don't try know. the clone Tyrone. I might need to. Yeah. This is my review of it on Letterbox. My fucking God. My boy Lloyd. <laughs> Haven't heard about him in way too long. Bless. <laughs> Thank you for blessing me with that. Of course. <laughs> uh, but I will say, i mean, so, sorry about to you. Totally worth watching and some of my favorite actors ever. All right. Oh, so yeah. It's like definitely. Great. And also Oakland shit. Come on. Um, welcome to your super chat post show. Um, of course, I'm Tim Gettys, joined by your super cool host, Andy Cortez, and Blessing at AOA Jr. What's up? Uh, they just did a great Games Daily. You can get your super chats in over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Um, but Greg Miller has joined us. He's going to get a little haircut from Andy because it's uh, just yeah, going around. Just, it up, it up. just a little trim, just a little tightening. I think it's, it's the beard, right? Are we just doing the beard? Get a good beard line yeah.
1: Get the, the, the back, the back hair, the back neck. The backies. Greg has no uh, original ideas anymore, you know? Of course, kind of for the next gen podcast up right now.
0: We do have our first super chat in right now while this this happens in front of us. Uh hey Andy, what do Michael Douglas and Kane think of Starfield? This comes from Hard to Find. I'll give you a mic. And Kane? Michael, Michael Kane. Kane. Oh. I heard Kane too. <laughs> oh <God,
2: it's> <laughs> um so far I give Starfield a five out of five. And for <laughs>
0: I'm not <gonna> <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're demanding too much of this man get graphic i want you to get graphic <laughs> no, <I don't laughs> <think>. oh shit <laughs> oh, oh you're yeah. right you're right you're right <laughs> <Scott>. <laughs> um shade shade Stradamus says sorry to bother you and they clone tyrone has the same director which is why they feel similar
1: that makes a lot of sense i think he did better with sorry about oh you. it's boots riley Wait, did he really do? They clone Tyrone. If anything, that makes me a bit more disappointed in they clone Tyrone because it felt so close to "Sorry to bother you." Uh, the director is uh, Jewel Taylor. Let's see. If I go to the IMDb. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's the same guy because he yeah, didn't fangirl the short film. Hold
0: uh. on to director.
1: Night
3: People are saying not the I same director, so whoever wrote that in... Stop apologies. it with the ads,
0: everybody. <laughs> right? What the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, Brandon Martin says, Tim, has there ever been a topic on Kind of Funny about growing up in SF and what it's like to live there versus its perception in pop culture and current events? No, um, not explicitly. I think we've talked a lot about San Francisco. Throughout the years on everything, yeah, I've like it that's up. Just the kind of funny podcast exactly. I feel we like talk about the theme that shit a lot, but yeah, I many years ago, I I gave up on like trying to convince anybody that it's awesome here. Yeah, it's honestly like, right, fair. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you have different opinions, that's great. I'm yeah. living a dope ass life. i was I watched um
1: Princess Diaries again mm-hmm. for like the first time in maybe 20 years on Sunday. I was just hanging out at a friend's house and they just put it on or whatever. First of all, I did not remember that that movie took place in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Secondly, that movie is so San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Babe. And like, it was, it's kind of weird watching that, like that movie from the early 2000s after living in the 2023 version of San Francisco for what, three and a half years now, because it feels so different.
0: They yeah. closed my middle school to, to shoot it. I, was I, it shot in your middle school? Well, no, but like around it was like the blocks around it. Because mm. uh, I went to in, I went to uh, school uh, school in the Marina District called Marina Middle School. Oh. And, yeah, they had to close down for a day, and it was just like this is the best thing ever. Oh, I've actually never seen the movie though. Really? Mm-mm. I think you dig Princess mm-hmm. Diaries. It's I'm definitely, sure that I would. It's definitely a
1: childhood
2: classic. <laughs> yeah. But I th- I, from watching it, it holds up in a few places. One thing I wanted to say was, it's kind of wild how. Good, the media is at shaping narratives, especially with the most recent time I went back home. The amount of times I got from several relatives, like, "Oh yeah, San Francisco, like it's uh, it's doing real bad, right? Like, how are y'all doing over there?" I was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't see, and I don't know, nothing's happening. (laughs) Like, it's fine. It's it's the same as when I moved here six years ago. But it's like with the continued push to how San Francisco is." through the media and like how that just makes people think that it's a war zone over here. Like people, Uh, everybody that I talk to makes it seem like, like um, there, there are shootouts daily. (laughs) Like it's wild. Like, yeah, (laughs) they definitely
3: bump it up. There are definitely places that I've seen in the last couple months that are definitely worse off than they were like five years ago. For sure.
1: I was hanging out in Oakland on what Friday night for, for a birthday party. And, like, we're out late. And, like, it, I, we closed down the bars at, like, 2 a.m. At one point, it did feel like it was turning into a war zone. <laughs> like, I looked to the right, and there was a car doing donuts in the Oh, fuck in, yeah. In Side show, baby. And, like, I like I'm, I'm, I'm on my way home. I get a text from a friend being like, hey, are you good? We heard shots. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Give me back home. Get yeah, me back across the yeah. bridge. It, it's you crazy know, it, over
0: here. There's ebbs and flows everywhere. And, like, it has been getting a lot worse in certain areas, like, disturbingly so. Yeah. um,
1: But it's like... I, I refuse to drive to oakland now or I like drive and park to oakland like i guess so i see glass everywhere where oh, i'm parking on the street yeah.
0: to a scary degree where i'm like i it might not be worth the risk i i feel it, it's an ongoing joke where you know me and a lot of my friends were born and raised in san francisco but a, a couple a couple of them were born and raised in oakland and in east bay and there's always been a joking rivalry between us mm. <laughs> <laughs> a little tickles there um and and it's become a joke where specifically james doesn't want to go over there just because me and him are so sf boys yeah and um i he's like dude if i go there my fucking car's going to get broken into we went there his car got broken into yeah two weeks later we went back his other window got broken into that's <laughs> hilarious Couple months later, a third fucking window. The same car. Yeah, <laughs> different wild. fucking windows. I, I had a t- a,
1: um, a hinge date in Oakland, like half a year ago. And on the way there, I get a text and she's like, Hey, like, um, I just got a call from the police. They found my car, it got stolen and all these things. And i like, I was like, Oh, do you wanna cancel the day? And she's like, How far are you? I'm like, I'm like ten minutes away. She's like, yeah, we can go. Let's, we can just do the date or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Worst date ever, been on my life. Like, yeah. <laughs> it depressing was, shit. Yeah, it was like the vibes were so off, and I was like, we
0: shouldn't have done this. Like, we should yeah. have just gone our several ways or whatever. Um, real, oh, I do want to say though, Oakland hmm. has gotten so fucking awesome. There's so much cool shit there. I mean, even the area we were in last week, yeah. it's like so damn cool. There's this thing called First Fridays. You get to go, and there's just First a, Fridays is sick. It's a ton of just different like street vendors and stuff. Everyone is having a, so much fun, like a giant block party. Uh, and there's a lot of really cool events and really cool so much great food and stuff yeah. like Oakland. Yeah, that's my top. thing
1: is I still like Oakland a lot. And I've been talking to people for a while about like possibly moving there and I don't because like I don't know about the commute and all this stuff. Um started taking BART more recently and BART makes things like a lot easier. I'm never gonna drive to Oakland ever again. <laughs> if I'm ever going to Oakland I am taking the BART this shit is fast it's, it's efficient it's 12 minutes next step <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll guide you of how muni works
3: I'll, I'll uh sit you and andy down we'll uh kind of explain how the muni works
1: because dude like his dri- driving to oakland on let's say on a uh, afternoon after work Oof. right 5 30 p.m i that get bridge off
3: traffic baby
1: well it's what, like an hour an hour and a half depending on like where i'm going bad just hop on that bart I'm, I'm there in like 20 minutes hell yeah it's crazy
0: Uh, Jay Miranda forty five forty four says, has anyone kind of funny gone to outside lands?
3: I've almost snuck into outside lands back in high school. That's,
0: that's kind of the the story is like, I haven't been, have I tried to sneak in a million times? That's just how it goes. When you grow up here, you just do that shit. But, uh, it also outside lands is in golden gate park and, uh, like Greg's old apartment, the original spare bedroom used to be like, literally like doors away from golden gate park. So it's like just being there, you hear the music. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Even like we're like right, not right next to Golden Gate, but where Andy and I live, like I can just step outside and I can hear pretty clearly like whoever's like playing uh, on a certain night. Like I was able to hear uh, Kendrick like pretty clearly that night when he played.
1: I've never, I've actually never been to a festival, uh, but I was eyeing uh, Blue Note Jazz Festival that happens in Napa because I saw the ad for it for this last one and the lineup was insane. it was like chance the rapper it was like lupe fiasco just a bunch of people that i'm specifically fans of it was being hosted by like dave Chappelle, and like had like a bunch of people there but um yeah outside Lands is not something that like i've been necessarily interested in just for the lineup blue note jazz festival is closer to my interests yeah uh we
0: got final fantasy 16 fan saying i walked past nintendo the heavily guarded section in gamescom did you hear about it I've heard rumors about this. I haven't seen any actual confirmation. Wait, what are the what are the rumors? There's been rumors cycling that Nintendo had some like super exclusive behind closed doors thing going on at Gamescom. Mm-hmm. And that of course because oh, the internet I saw this. turned into a thing of like, yo, the next press is seeing the next Switch and it's like, I feel like we would have heard if that was the case from yeah. somebody. I don't think we necessarily would have been invited. Actually, I know for a fact we would not have been invited. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like we know enough people that would have at least hinted at. Yeah, it I feel like, like somebody
1: would have been like, yo. Yeah. You know, like, I, yeah, I feel like we're plugged in enough to have
3: heard something Also, about Gamescom it. is such a weird place to, like, do that at, especially if you're not, like, showcasing it there, you know? it's that. Yeah, that's weird.
1: So I, I have up the lineup for Blue Note Jazz Festival that happened in July in twenty twenty three, right? Um, day one headliner, Mary J. Blige, day two headliner, Nas, right? And like under that, Talib Kwelly, Madlib, Smino, BJ the Chicago kid, like dope ass names. Day three, Chance the Rapper, um, PJ Morton. They had DJ, Jazzy Jeff, and Rock Him. Like thing. this My the, friend went to this one. This is the kind of festival that I would go to. This sounds incredible. It's dope as hell. And something Napa. Yeah. Have
0: some little, nice little wine. Yeah, just stop little by, yeah. and jazz. have some wine, <laughs> enjoy the jazz. Uh, Ryan Dale says, can we get a quick Golden Bachelor cast reacts? Oh my God, is it out? Barrett, can you please Google Golden Bachelor cast? I Here's, love how Tim-centric the super chat is. I, 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 I'm not <laughs> here. People are excited about it. Here's the thing about this, Bless. Mm-hmm. Golden Bachelor is a Bachelor spinoff that they have been prepping for for years, where every week we watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette, there'll be a commercial that's like, are you looking for love? Sign up at bachelor.com slash casting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it's switched, and it's like, are you in your golden years? Like, are you looking for love? Do you know somebody that is like uh like lived a life and whatever? It's old people. Oh, that's awesome. It's fucking old people this is bachelor. Awesome. And um they've been pushing for it for so this this is our golden bachelor, Gary. Um oh, damn. And they're, they're Actually, so- hold on. <laughs> Gary's kinda hot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the nicest dude ever. All the footage we've seen of him so far, it's like, holy shit, like we're rooting for you. His wife died, he loved her so much, they were together like Aww. 19 years. Like it's just this whole like so, so sad story. But like they're they're trying to like Get him up. So I haven't seen. Yeah, you 63. Is that what it says? Is that 63 or 43?
3: Uh, it, it said they were together for 43
0: they're years. 43 oh, years. gotcha, That's gotcha. Fucking gotcha. insane, right? So, um, anyways, it's funny because a long time ago, we tried to get Fran to apply to be on The Bachelor. Oh, God. And, like, he could have been the Golden Bachelor now. But, mm-hmm. um, Fran's it's, not that old. No, I know. I'm just fucking around. But uh, it was, it's funny because, like, they, we've seen these ads for so many years that, like, this is so fucked up. But we were convinced that, like, the people kept dying. <laughs> there wasn't, like, like, oh, There's no way the show's actually happening. Hey, but it's debuting next week. But I need to see what the cast looks like.
1: Oh, oh shit. Okay, okay, dude. Well, yeah, Keep going. Oh, my God. This is going to be great. Hold, to on, hold on. Christina's 73. I got to see what Christina. I, mean, I got to see Christina. Scroll down. Okay. What? Okay. I mean, there's definitely like a demographic here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, they, they, they
1: demographic for, like,
0: for the person. Uh,
1: okay, they, they, yeah. like, they, they do a lot it of is, like. Uh, so what, the first guy's name is Gary. Yeah. So he's really into blondes is what oh, I'm yeah. understanding. Oh, yeah.
0: I and mean, there's always going to be a lot of blondes. And Okay. This is so funny. I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't this. <laughs> this is so interesting. <laughs> Damn, 70. Good for you, Kathy. Fucking get it, girls. All right. All right. There we go. Oh, what's up, Maria? What's up, Maria? Oh, look at Marina. There we go. How, how many bachelorettes are there? Thirty, usually. Thirty? Yeah, dude. Natasha, what's up? All right, Barry, you <laughs> take this off. <laughs> take this off. It keeps going. It keeps going. Oh, this is great. Um, I'm, why am I sweating? I'm blushing right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning a lot about ourselves Whoa. here, everybody. Um. Sid uh, Siddharth writes in saying, should the game of the year category this year have like 10 nominees this year certainly deserves it?
1: I I like the idea of everybody fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, like I, I think the arguments uh, and like having that select, this is what the industry decided on is important. Like I think there are, you know, enough good enough games that you could have 10 nominees. But I also think that's boring. Yeah. Right? I think being able to narrow down and going, all right, here are the six that represent 2023 and a packed year. I think if anything, that like that props those games up more, right? The fact that this game made it among a year of titans, I think that even means more to it. Um, so I say no. I think you stick to six.
0: Here's an interesting follow up to this, though, bless. Mm-hmm. You know, every year we do our our predictions, right, of who's going to win the game awards, and we always like start playing mind games with ourselves and with each other of like, all right, well they're going to give game of the year to this, so are they going to give action adventure to this, and mm-hmm. action to this? And we start playing those games, and we've learned time and time again. The voting doesn't work that way. No. It's just whatever the answer is, it's probably going to be that thing. Mm -hmm. Do you think this year it's going to be the hardest year to predict? Because not only is there not a clear winner for a lot of the categories, but there are so many games that are splitting the vote. Normally, Mm -hmm. it'll be like, all right, here's the two potentials for game of the year. And then we trickle those down between the different categories in different ways. Now it's kind of like, I still think there are the two. Like oh, yeah? I, yeah, I
1: think it's Baldur's Gate 3 and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um and I think pa- category for category, that's where you're gonna see things split. I think Game of the Year. I said this yesterday. I think it's like I'm on sixty percent Zelda and forty percent Baldur's Gate Three on who I think takes it. Oh my god, I
0: think it's I think it's ninety percent Zelda. You think so? Yeah, I think that Baldur's Gate is absolutely fucking huge. But then when you just think about like the way these award shows work, mm-hmm. I think that Baldur's Gate is second but yeah, I think it's Zelda's.
1: But way. then when we get to best uh, RPG, I think Baldur's Gate 3, clear in a way, yeah. is going to take it. When we get to th- something like best... Story, narrative, best I think that's going to be yeah, interesting. Like, I think that... Yeah, like I think that opens things up. Because, again, like Baldur's Gate 3, I think, is a strong contender in that. But then I think you get into things like Final Fantasy. You get into things like, you know, maybe even Starfield. But I, uh, Starfield's main quest, I think, is up and down. Uh, but like I think a lot of the side quests that people are talking about could maybe put in that conversation. I think that becomes an interesting interesting thing. Best action adventure. I think that's an interesting one where, like, a lot of the games this year that are at that top, top, I don't necessarily think about it as action adventure. Like, Baldur's Gate 3, I don't think, is action mm-hmm. adventure. Does Zelda Tears of the Kingdom quantify as like action adventure to people i could see it oh definitely yeah. yeah okay so if that's the case then i would say zelda 2 probably movement. yeah but i think that's where a game like jedi survivor could get some shine too spider-man 2 fuck
0: <laughs> you know what i mean
1: yeah spider-man like... 2 my thing is best action game too was spider-man final fantasy oh shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. see i mean there's almost also armored core 6 oh yeah you're and right. and there's also oh, um God like damn. liza p coming up Man. um and like yeah. fighting games or action games too to some extent, like, I'm, I know that's arguable, but, no. like, <laughs> seafood, just like Sifu's a fighting game.
3: Well, fighting Game is also its own category, isn't it? it? It is, yeah.
1: Okay. But, yeah, I would probably go Armored Core 6 for for action game.
0: Did yeah. Spider-Man 2, sorry, did Spider-Man 1 make it into the top six?
1: Yes, it did.
0: I don't remember the music being played. <laughs> that's my one. one Wait, that, 2018? Things. That was yeah. twenty
3: I'm pretty sure it was in the top six.
1: Because it would have been God of War, Red Because I also
3: remember it was nominated, I think, the most that year. but Smash then, Ultimate. Uh, and then got
0: nothing. 2018 was cool. Can you Google it? Yeah. Game Awards 2018. Game Awards. I'm specifically talking about for, like, Game of the Year. Yeah,
3: like, what were those six picks?
0: Because like, I don't think was Smash
3: place? was that year. Smash would have been the following No, it year.
1: was. Well, oh. oh it, right. it came
3: out at the end of December. You're right. Yeah, so it was Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, God oh, of War. Assassin's
1: Creed Odyssey, Celeste. God. It was only five that year? Uh, Monster Hunter World. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, man. God, I forgot Celeste got nominated for Game of the Year. That's Good for Celeste. That's freaking awesome, man. That's a... This is... Yeah, this is these are the right picks. May I don't know about Odyssey, but no people love Odyssey. God, so what yeah. are the
0: six going to be this year? There's so many options.
1: Yeah, I think we went through this yesterday, but like I I mean, what Zelda and uh, Baldur's Gate, and then things get interesting, like F- F- uh, Final Fantasy 16.
0: I mean, I think that's even the things get interesting category, yeah. right? Spider Man. Um, yes, things question get question it. Mark. Like yeah, 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 Jedi Survivor question mark? Probably not. Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy. I think Hogwarts Legacy makes it in. I think so too. Really? Starfield could. Dude, people love Hogwarts. Yeah, the amount Legacy. of people that are voting on it. I think it's an awareness. I just find pure. Game. Yeah, pure
1: popularity. Like it's like currently what the highest selling game of the year. Uh, actually, I don't know where it stands up to sell in that case, but like, still, it's up there. Um, yeah, I just I know people. It's, sorry, was, uh, my Ford thing with
3: Hogwarts it. is that like people like our audience or like audiences and stuff like, yeah, like really showed up, but like industry people, I don't
1: feel like I'm
0: hearing a lot of talk about that game, but I think like I'm talking about LA times, you know what I mean? Gotcha. There's yeah, a the lot of people, that are like, those not people. Just like,
1: yeah, deeply entrenched in in games media. And also like, I think they're also sleeper agents. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where like people are playing Hogwarts legacy. Are they talking about Hogwarts legacy that loudly? Cause that conversation like got, I think that conversation just blew up and got old real quick. And people kind of like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna enjoy this by myself.
0: The Goob writes in saying, "Any plans for Mortal Kombat tournament or gameplay video from you guys?" You know the funniest thing about this? Mm -hmm. Like, I am so excited for Mortal Kombat. I don't know that I will play against anybody a single time, unless it happens like oh, we're on stream or something. But like, I just like the story most.
1: I I would be down to watch a Tim Getty streams the story mode of Mortal Kombat. Hmm. I think that'd be fun.
0: Maybe, maybe. I was talking to That's Roger about
1: possible ideas and like for like TikTok and stuff. And one of the things I mentioned is that the fatality and character intro videos do so well for IGN and yeah. for like other outlets and stuff. That like I could see if we put the kind of funny spin on it somehow and like had a like our favorite character intros in Mortal Kombat. Uh, one, I think that could be, something be that cool. pops off. Yeah. So maybe LaForge Tim reacts like to
3: every cutscene in <laughs> MK One. <laughs> Still my most successful video
1: ever. Yeah, dude. Yeah, what that shit? Pops. And like, I'm sure we're gonna, I'm sure I'll be on streams for it. I'll be down to play it, dude. We're
0: a week away, man. The 14th. Oh man, yeah. Crazy. Like games are happening. Eight days. Eight well, days. Yeah, Before we're our eight is out. Where, where, where's that review code? E- you know what <laughs> I mean? Where's that re- not early access, is it? Or? That's early, that's early oh, access. Okay. Yeah. Still, like. Oh my God, we haven't talked about Mario Wonder. You think that gets? You think that gets the game of the year nods? It could. It really could. It's on Nintendo. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up, Nintendo. Instant listen, Sonic Super. Diablo (laughs) Four. Don't count out. Oh yeah, Diablo Four. Yeah, Sonic Super. Sonic
1: Superstars. Everybody. Best family game. Is Resident Evil Four? Fuck. because that came out this year. It did. And people love Resident Evil Four. Damn, how, But I feel like that conversation came left. and went so fast. Yeah, yeah.
0: it did. And it, again, that's just because of the year, though. That's not about the quality of the game. I do think that when people are looking back at this year,
1: where Dead Space came out
0: this year, <laughs> Dead Space, yeah, <laughs> Dead Space came out this year. But do you think like this year uh,
1: lasted forever? Do you think
3: people will uh, actually consider those or think about it? Of like, yeah, this was great, but like this already got its flowers when it originally came out kind of thing. You yeah. Know? I think yeah.
0: this year, because of everything that will be the case.
3: Yeah. Cause like re two came out in 2019. 19, yeah. Right. And that was a, it was an all right year. Yeah, so cool. I think that's why it was able to kind of like get but, more and my
1: thing with re two also is that re two was like the first to bring it on that level. And so it had a bigger splash and a bigger surprise of, Oh snap. Like they did it with this re where re four is like now the third re remake in this style. And so, and it's, RE4. And it's RE4. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, you, like, you did the thing again, which I think is dope. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's having the same impact in Splash as RE2 Remake.
0: God, there's Street Fighter 6.
1: Yeah. I mean, Street Fighter 6 is going to be high. In my, Street Fighter 6, probably by the end of the year, when we do our like, Google Doc, where we write in, like, who we individually want to nominate for Game Awards, Street Fighter 6 is going to have my name next to it. It's insane. It's in my top three.
0: It's insane that, like, this year, I, I don't even think there's a doubt that we're going to have the most varied top tens that kind of funny that we've ever had.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I'm really oh, nervous yeah. about calculating all of that. It, it's going to be fascinating. fascinating. Like right now, I'm, I'm wild. Like, there are games coming up that like, I, I don't, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say anything, actually. I don't say anything. But like, there's still good games to come is what I'm saying. Yeah. That are going to oh, fucking definitely. like blow us away. God,
0: what a world. Uh, what else we got going on here? Just a couple. Oh, it's already 1135. Let me see if we have any more. Um, alright there's two more and we're going to close it off for now before we get to the stream um, we got CJ splits on saying will we get a state of play next week I haven't oh. heard anything about this I have heard rumblings about a Nintendo Direct yeah
1: that I've heard yeah we'll talk about that a little bit I doubt but for a direct
0: yeah but I mean I'd be excited yeah. for it I mean it would be the
1: time Direct that we, that we always talk about um, I think this year still has a state of play also, yeah, I see, how to play in a direct left in it. I think, I think,
0: I think with the what we have, three months left in the year, just about. Yeah, I feel like we haven't we got time. kicked into Spider Man Two marketing fully yet. Like we're getting nineteen in- inches. I was gonna say Venom, we just got like, nineteen inches. Yeah, but like we're not like it's you know there's. I, we We haven't seen spider-man is a different beast when it comes to like marketing and just like appeal so i feel like we're gonna get into like spider-man's about to be everywhere and like i guess i don't watch sports and shit so maybe there are a bunch of commercials already but
1: i i think the thing for spider-man is that that's a game that i think people are already on max hype for because it's just spider-man and that does it by itself i think once the game is out I think that's where the real marketing push yeah. for that game. Where it's, that's All right, a good call. Yeah, everybody, like, the game's out now. Fucking buy this shit.
0: I just feel like we haven't really had a, a big, uh, as far as I know, people haven't played Spider-Man yet. Uh-huh. Like, so, there's been no previews. There. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that means that a Spider-Man state of play maybe will coincide with that. That would be cool. But, I mean, uh, I don't know what the I right wonder... timing is, because October 20th. It, God, it's pretty fucking close. This year's yeah.
1: insane. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they did the thing where we got review codes and then they're like, all right, you can preview the first six hours of the game. Like Something they did like with that. God of War. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's, that's how they that's do it.
0: Um, BJ Bernardo writes in and says, hi y'all. Did Starfield score well enough to restore your confidence in Xbox first party studio releases? God, this is such a complicated question. Yeah, man. It, It's so complicated. And I feel like no matter what you say, it's going to piss off a bunch of people. I firmly believe that Starfield accomplished what it needed to for Bethesda to redeem itself as Bethesda. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it did the thing for Xbox that we have been saying, can they pull off at some point yet? And maybe at any point that could change, but until it does, we're still at a point that we haven't seen the God of War or Breath of the Wild. And that might be a tired thing to say, Mm -hmm. but it's fucking facts, y'all. I think it's, it's hard
3: to say for any one game to be like, this is like the confidence. It's got to be what you've been saying, the dominoes. And so it's like, I think the combo of like Hi-Fi Rush and Starfield, it's like, okay, yeah, we're getting somewhere. But you know, have also Redfall and this is also all Bethesda releases and stuff. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's a weird conversation.
1: Yeah. I, we were having this conversation um, what, a few days ago, I think maybe last week, and I couldn't find the right words to communicate like how I felt about uh, Starfield's place and things. And I think now what I've landed on is the idea that like I still don't know if Xbox can have a God of War or Tears of the Kingdom in terms of like Metacritic and critical reception, just because as a publisher, Xbox is built so differently than a, than a PlayStation or a Nintendo, right? Like when we talk about PlayStation, we talk about the synergy that everything has. We talk about like oh, you play a PlayStation Studios game and you know it's a PlayStation Studios game. You play a Nintendo game and you know it's a Nintendo game. Xbox has like twice the amount of developers, and they're spread between so much, and there's not really a xbox machine and first party that is synergistic and that provides to a this is what an xbox game looks like and so we're able to maximize and create like these critical hits or whatever these games that are scoring 95 96 on metacritic right like i don't know if xbox is set up that way or if they're able to even get there just because of who they are and what they look like that said i still think starfield might have a similar level of impact as a god of war or as a maybe a tears of the kingdom even just because of what it is just because it's bethesda just because of there's a insane level of hype for it a insane level of anticipation for it and they're doing enough things that are oh this is a bethesda game that people are willing to accept and play through and still love and enjoy that i think it's getting the job done in terms of the impact and the effect oh, even incredible though incredible success even yeah. though it's not getting the job done on like the metacritic 90 95 96 but i think you i think either way Xbox would rather take a game that is having this level of success and impact than a game that's a 95 yeah. that it, comes and goes. It, again, there's multiple ways
0: to win this. And I feel like we're we're seeing multiple winners in this race. And at the end of the day, the gamers are the ones winning the most. Where, yeah, it's good. There being amazing games on every console is only going to be good for everybody. Yeah. So I, I love to see what it's doing. But, yeah, it's I do... Think that the proof is still in the pudding for a steady cadence of releases from Xbox that we can rely on to be like, oh, yeah, they got the stuff in terms of being Xbox game studios in the way that we just trust Nintendo and we just trust PlayStation. Mm -hmm. We are wary of Xbox and the release and reviews of Starfield. I don't think relieve that wariness, but also it was a major success yeah so it's like but those are different conversations for sure
1: i I, and i feel that and like yeah it's that weird thing where i i don't know if we're gonna shake that like i think for xbox it is going to continue to be the thing of all right developer by developer i look forward to a bethesda game but now i'm just gonna i'm gonna expect a bethesda game right i'm gonna expect it to be a bit janky i'm gonna expect it to be Uh buggy i'm gonna expect it to be what it is i'm looking forward to hellblade because i really liked hellblade one right so i expect hellblade two is going to be ninja theory doing more of what ninja theory does um what was that in Exile Clock game that they revealed at um, oh, it looks the? Looks so That game looks so cool, but also like I don't know shit about in Exile, so I'm kind of going in that with like you know a bit a bit of trepidation, right? Excited for the idea of mm-hmm. it, but like I'm not gonna automatically trust it because it's Xbox, and that's what Xbox is missing out on. Yeah, PlayStation oft- often it's like I'm gonna trust this because it's PlayStation. And- I play Returnal, even though like you know that studio had never made a game like that before. I'm still going to go into it excited because it's PlayStation and they know how to uh,
0: curate that kind of stuff. Same with Nintendo. Last thing I want to say about this is I feel like oftentimes when we bring up the God of War, Breath of the Wild, people get so caught up on those specific titles. It's more about what those titles represent, which is they are the pinnacle and the tentpole of the understanding of all the other studios' uh, outputs as well. Yeah. Where in addition, when we talk about God of War, we're talking about that being the the tip of the the spear that also includes Horizon and Spider-Man and ghost yeah. and uh returnal and all of these other things and uh, obviously tears of the kingdom you go down you also have mario odyssey also mario kart smash brothers like uh xenoblade like all the nintendo things like that is what xbox is missing right now is that one big marquee thing and then the trust and expectation and all the rest of the things are going to yeah. support that at a certain there's level a,
1: there's an ecosystem of xbox that supports incredible video games and like this is like the pinnacle
0: example of it mm-hmm. But hey, it's exciting times because they've still got a whole. They've been acquiring and acquiring yeah. and acquiring, and, that's, and at some point, that's my they're nervousness. But is that like
1: you know, I worry, not, not even worry because I don't even know if it's a negative thing on what the result is. I think for Xbox, it, Xbox, it is so much acquisition and throwing money at the problem, and I think that is getting the job done. Because guess what? Like they just put out Starfield. They're going to put out a Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. They're going to put out a Doom. They're going to put out an Indiana Jones, and like. And the world's gonna go crazy. In the, in, Indiana Jones. I mean, we talked go. about it today. Honestly, while we we're talking, about it, I was like, "Fuck!" Actually, I'm excited about this. Hell thing. yeah, you are. Um, but it's the it's the thing of like, even if we don't have that Nintendo PlayStation level of synergy between all those games that I just mentioned, as long as these games are hitting, yeah. Like as long as these games are good, then I don't. Maybe they don't need this synergy, right? Maybe that. Maybe just buying these studios gets the job done by itself.
0: The, <sighs> I know what to <laughs> say. The last thing I'm gonna say. Last thing I'm gonna say for reals, frills, reals, and I'm walking off this fucking set. Yeah. Is that it? It's not that Xbox needs that. It's that we believe Xbox could have had it, and we want Xbox to have it. I feel that, and I yeah. feel like that is where a lot of these conversations that we have come from is us wanting that from them, based on the talent of the studios that we know from them and the IP and all of these different things. And to come off of something like a Halo Infinite that there was a lot riding on, and for it to perform as well as it did, and now we get this Starfield and it being a major success, but. At the end of the day, it is it is just one of Bethesda's best games. Yeah, <laughs> and that, but like that's the level that we're talking about. We're talking about some of the best of the best ever, potentially. So, like, I feel it. Good on them. They, they've. I think that they succeeded in in uh, in a lot. Oh yeah. Yes, I love you all. <laughs> now. Go watch the stream. Bye, guys. Go watch the stream. Have f- so much fun. Bear is running. He's running so running. fast.
1: Well, we're going to stress this in the outro. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been blessing. That's been Tim. This mm-hmm. has been your kind of funny post show. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.